0: A radio show that confesses Christ, without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture
1: seriously, without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I don't know that I necessarily want the people to remember my sermon for uh, a week, as much as I want them to... Uh, receive that Word of God right there. If this is a, uh, a download of information, it's important that you retain that information. Yeah. But if this is being addressed by a, a burning bush, I know that a burning bush talked to me. And I said to the guy, uh, look, at when the Bible talks about vision, it's, it's talking about the death of
0: Jesus. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. It's talking about the Gospel. It's talking about confessing the creed. And his answer to me was, yeah, uh, I'm not using
1: vision in the biblical sense but rather in the business sense (laughs) okay then i by the way had no knowledge of that encounter when i posed the hypothetical (laughs) theological hilarity until the return of christ you're listening to table talk radio and uh, in store for you today we have another fun packed program uh, which includes emails preaching to hollywood uh, praise on crunch. i this down. e It's in the news. Whoa. How's That's that? That's a lot. How's that for a lineup?
0: Yeah, it sounds great. Hollywood. Hollywood is I-E or Y?
1: W-O-O-D. Have you ever been there? You just see the nope. thing on the mountain? That's nope. why they put it on the mountain, so people knew how to spell it.
0: My buzzword for you. You ready for this? Let's get
1: to it. Whoa, look at you. I mean, normally we talk about nothing for... 48 minutes, but now you want to actually start talking about things. Well,
0: that's right, because my buzzword for you is mortality. <laughs> Get to it. All right. Yeah, that's right. So mortality means uh, the uh, diability. <laughs> I just made that up pretty good, huh? Mortality means our life is ending. Uh, we're going to die, as opposed to immortality, which means no death. And so, you know, the old Greek uh, guys would talk about the immortality of the soul, and that's uh, true as far as the Christian goes. The The soul is able to live on forever because of the Lord's, uh, not because of anything intrinsic in it, but because the Lord makes it so. And uh, the believer will live forever in their body, uh, raised body uh, in glory, and the unbeliever forever in their soul and raised body in destruction and death. So uh, mortality is my buzzword for
1: you. All right. Um, Oh, I I forgot how to do this. I gotta give you a buzzword too. <laughs> yeah. Good the good show prep there. Any suggestions? <laughs> oh, look yeah. at this. I went to tabledecorator.org and I was surprised by your face again. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was like That's like opening the door and someone jumps out to scream at you. Oh my! Remember that? Yeah, you remember that uh, that old (laughs) Ah, thing where you'd look at the computer and it says "focus on the window," and then like the demon (laughs) face would pop
0: up. That was that. Soil
1: people's pants. This is how. That's what our website's like now. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, blah. It's like opening the door and seeing a picture of (laughs) CFW (laughs) Walther. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I got a list of things uh, here. Um, how about... These are old and tired. Someone needs to refresh this list of words. you are kidding. Um, how about... Oh, hey, look, my dogs are barking. Quiet, Sage. So not only did I, did I marry the woman of my dreams, I also adopted a new dog, by the way. Oh, that's that, Sage? <laughs> and since this new dog is uh, living in a new place, she barks at everything. It's, fan- it's fantastic. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> I get to wake up at five in the morning with my dog <laughs> named Cannabis. It's like, oh, the neighbor is uh, pounding a hammer. Must bark. Anyway, um, my theological buzzword for you is um, canon. How about that? Canon. And right. Canon, according to Tabletalkradio.org is the books of the Bible that are recognized by the Church as inspired by God. Now, this we is... said that, yeah, Ooh, okay, go ahead. I think that this is right, and I'll explain why. Uh, it's not as if that the Church determined that they were inspired by God, but they recognized the Church recognized that it was inspired by God. Oh, I see. Your so, yeah, so so here here is the difference. Um, you, you you'll be asserting sola scriptura to some Catholic, and be like, well they wouldn't you wouldn't even know what the bible is if it wasn't for the church <laughs> as if right. the guys were getting around they're like so what do you think Aesop's fables bible or no who who raise your hand it no okay i guess this I got one's some, not i got some cicero you guys want to put this yeah. in there <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> what about the didache anyone no uh, we minus one so we're not going to count that one yeah that's but then, right but then it, it gets pass. to the hebrews like okay this is the word of god and it was as if uh didache was uh, Would have been the word of God had the church only recognized it. It's crazy. Uh, it, it is all crazy. in favor. Press one. <laughs> Oppose. Press two. I know. Vote now. And then, I then, what? Like two thousand years later, you get the Jesus seminar. Folks are doing the same thing. That's right. <laughs> Vote now. Oh my goodness. Rather, the way that we understand this is that the the books of the Bible get their authority from Jesus and uh, the apostles he rec- uh, that he uh, appointed so that our our task is to simply determine is this a book written uh by an apostle is this uh consistent with the teaching of the rest of scripture is this written in the apostolic era and so during the early church there were uh a time that that these documents were these letters were passed around to the various churches and uh, all was <coughs> excuse me excuse me nice <laughs> uh as uh, as, as these books were passed around, everything was well and good until these little Gnostic texts started popping up and saying, wait a minute, I don't remember the Gospel of Thomas uh, <laughs> being passed around amongst our churches. We better we better determine which of these have already been accepted. So the canon was simply to get together and say, hey guys, which books of the Bible have we already recognized as inspired, and let's exclude the ones who aren't. Now... Um, this is going way beyond the definition of canon, but there are books that were immediately recognized. Uh, what do we call that? Uh, homo Legumina, Is that right? Um, homo Legumina. And uh, these are the ones that there was no debate whatsoever. And this is almost—I mean, I don't know—all all the. Homo Legumina. And then homo there were legumina. some that were that were not immediately accepted. Homo there legumina. Might be Some little like, conversation about it. Anti legumina Books like yeah, That's right. Get the homo Legumina, Anti legumina are there people in your life that find this entertaining?
0: <laughs> Are there people listening to our show that find it entertaining?
1: No. <laughs> that, that's why we have uh, new <laughs> listeners <laughs> every week. That should be your buzzword. <laughs> I'm changing it. Do you going to say it like a monk? <laughs> Doing the Gregorian chants or something like that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so books like Hebrews, Revelation, what, <laughs> Second <laughs> Peter, I don't know the whole, <laughs> Jude. <laughs> Uh, some of these books were were uh, disputed whether they were You say or, books and I'll say the category. Oh, okay. Uh Matthew. Homologomona. Mark. Homologomona. Luke. Homologomona. John. <laughs> Homologomona. Hebrews. Antedilagomona. Revelation. Gomana. This is great radio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love is, it. This is fun. Okay, uh, so anyway, uh, Canon is your theological buzzword. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go get... to the email. All right, I'm working on it. Questions still... at tabletalkradio.org. Uh, Just... I got a question
0: for you. Here's one. I finally, oh, it's open here. Okay.
1: Dear Brian
0: and Evan, how does one become a user or get the ability to log on to tabletalkradio.org?
1: <laughs> Why do you answer? Why do you read these questions that are like logistical, administrative type? There's questions? There's probably a lot of people that are wondering this. Okay. This is from Glenn,
0: leader of the Wittenberg discussion group in Valencia. P.S. Looking for a COPD chapter in Valencia. P.P.S. My spell checker wanted to replace Table Talk with Double
1: Talk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fitting, too. Um, well, uh, so... The, we have a website, yeah, etc. Oh, yeah, tabletalkradio.org. Now, no one really uses this, but there is the ability to make comments on each show. So if I go to podcast and click on Show uh, 350, for example, uh, I could log in... And um and uh you know, make comments. But I see I, you know, I didn't even realize this. Um uh there there used to be a little bit of confusion because we used to have the user login at the top of the page and people thought, oh well you have to log in in order to listen to Table Doc Radio. It's such an exclusive Missouri Synod club that I can't even listen unless I had I'm part of the Missouri Synod or something. So we moved the login to the bottom to be less confusing. And now I see that it it cuts off the place to, um, uh, to what sign up or something like that. So yeah. it's well, probably been at- like that for like seven years. Nobody well, it really knows. has. Ha! We'll get it fixed.
0: Here's another email. So the answer to your question is, we'll fix it. We'll fix uh, it. Here's another one. This is from uh, Isaiah, your 18 year old listener Isaiah. He writes, "Hello's, hello, pastors Wolfmuller and Gaglin." Here's a website to stumbled across while surfing the web, redletterchristians.org. It piqued, or piqued, my interest and made me think of you guys. I know it sounds weird, but I'm a Tabletalk Radio listener, so being weird is a requirement. The website sounds like a typical law-heavy evangelical who want to do something about these lazy Christians who just talk about belief but don't actually do enough. I think they perhaps correctly diagnose a problem, but their solution will not actually hit a root of the problem, an improper distinction between law and gospel. There's also a hint of irony to be found in what they say about being red-letter Christian. We distinguish ourselves by a public commitment to the red letters, the words of Jesus that are set apart in red letters in some versions of the Bible. We confess that the way of life Jesus taught and practiced is the way we want to follow. Yet I see uh, several, I severely doubt, probably not putting the best construction on it, that they believe what Jesus says about baptism or the Lord's Supper or confession and absolution, etc. Anyway, your thoughts on this would be graciously appreciated, even if mediocre. In Christ, your 18-year-old listener, Isaiah. P.S. Pastor Gagline, congratulations on your engagement and upcoming marriage. I pray God will bless you and your
1: wife for years to come. Thank you. Um, You know, I think this would go to the game best construction, worst construction, likely construction, because... If our emailer has some reason to believe, some conclusions, then it might not, um, you know, might be the likely uh, construction. I imagine so. We'll talk about that when we get back from this break. You're listening to the one, the only Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. talk radio
0: you won't find a better show out there unless you try
1: table talk radio we are responding to our 18 year old listener um we have a. Uh, see he is a year isaiah. old isaiah 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 he is a year old for every listener that we have and um he has uh pointed out this website to us i guess is that what it is the red letter yeah Red Letter Christian, start here, it says, at redletterchristian.org. The goal
0: of Red Letter Christians is simple, to take Jesus seriously by endeavoring to live out his radical countercultural teaching teachings set forth in the Scripture, especially embracing the lifestyle prescribed in the Sermon on the Mount. You know where this is going. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Especially since the guy on the right side of the website has dreadlocks. (laughs) Okay, go on. Yeah. Ironically, oh no, I'm going to skip this. I'm going to go down to a couple paragraphs. Gandhi once said that everyone in the world knows what Jesus teaches in those red-lettered verses except Christians. Today, a lot of people share that same kind of disappointment with the American church. We want to change that. Applying the teachings of Jesus to our lives in such complicated times is difficult, but that's what red letter Christians is all about. Ready? Mm -hmm. On this blog, I'm going to do my best to introduce you to people and ideas that will inspire, encourage, and equip you to follow Jesus as a red-letter Christian hold on there was a good oh yeah Oh yeah. over oh, here in the message of those red letter bible verses is radical to say the least if you don't believe me just take a few minutes to read jesus sermon on the mount matthew 5 to 7 in it jesus calls us away from the consumerist values that dominate contemporary america instead he calls us to meet the needs of the poor he also calls us to be merciful which has strong implications in terms of war and capital punishment after all when Jesus tells us to love our enemies, he probably means we shouldn't kill them.
1: You got the idea? Yeah, yeah. I, I as just it's yeah, on. I mean,
0: it's, it's, no, uh, it's no irony that red-letter Christians
1: are red. We <laughs> <laughs> might as well say, we're a bunch of socialists. Uh, there's, there's this part. The the homepage will always display the most recent articles under each uh, silo. I don't know what that is. and And at the very top to show the most recent six posts overall. If you're looking for a post specifically related to the church, for example, then you'll need to simply scroll over theology for the top navigation bar and then click the church from the top <laughs> drop-down list. Oh, nice. So there's a whole um, theology thing here. There it is. Yeah. Look, the church. Boom. trouble with angels is, immort-
0: is immortality talk just fear of the dark. You know. So, by the way, so I want to go back to what Isaiah. His uh, first impression: with this is just a bunch of evangelicals trying to outlaw someone else. But this is not. This is the. This is the liberal legalists getting after the uh, the uh, conservative legalists. So it's not really our fight at all because there's no gospel in here whatsoever, which is what we're fighting for. But remember how we replace one legalism with another? That's mm-hmm. the style. Mm-hmm. This is just replacing the legalism of communism
1: with the legalism of. Uh, moralism, I suppose. How about this little ad on this page, though? It says the Francis Factor: How Saint Francis and Pope Francis are changing the world. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean
0: this this red letter. I mean, this, so okay, so did Jesus says, "Turn the other cheek." Now, does that mean that we shouldn't, for example, have police officers? <laughs> right. I mean, it's a utter utter confusion of vocation. Is this uh, a Catholic Jesus group? Jesus says. I think this
1: is a Catholic group. No, it's got it's this guy Tony. Tony Campolo. Well, there's so That's much. The there's so He's... many articles on on the on the Pope and the and Catholics. Uh, I yeah. don't know. It's just a thought. Uh, but but I mean, I think that you, maybe these guys are just like, hey, Pope Francis is one of these red letter Christians because, you know, he wants to. He's also and, a socialist. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, oh, thank goodness we have a, another you know qualifier to Christian because what would we do? I mean, before it was just your what was what was the rant you went on the the, uh, um, I can't remember radical the radical Christian and then. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. if you still have your Even left hand, radical. you show yourself to be this, a false disciple of Jesus. That was you. You said that. That was. <laughs> I know. This is. This
0: is a. The, we're on a drift. Where the church is constantly on this liberal drift. So the Catholic Church drifted a long time ago. The um, you know, the mainline churches, the liberal Lutherans the Methodists and Episcopalians and all uh, Reformed. All these guys, they drifted a long time ago. Lutherans. I mean, they got the ELCA. But the last to drift in a liberal direction was the evangelicals, probably because they started. They were born out of an anti-liberalism, hmm. so so they were heading they were heading the other direction in the ocean, and so it took yeah. them a while to be turned
1: around. So you become fundamentalist, so, then you become evangelical, then you become emergent church, and now you're just a plain, f- flat-out liberal. So the the default. I mean, if you're in the ocean, the waves are going to be pushing you, drifting you aside. You must have your your motor running in order to resist the waves but once once the motor kind of runs out of gas you're going to be drifting along like everybody else yeah that's
0: right and the drifting that you are get into is let's make the bible uh agree more with us now the the, the irony of this is that the the bible agrees always presented in terms of the radicalness of the bible yeah yeah (laughs) see see? so look at how radical jesus is he's basically a hippie he doesn't believe in money or jails or justice or police or war or even food Mm. (laughs) i mean yeah you know he probably doesn't believe in marriage he doesn't believe in man and woman he doesn't believe in any sort of order in the world and that's really radical did you ask the person well hey is that actually what you believed before you even read the bible well, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> radical for me, but it's radical for all you
1: fundamentalist Christians.
0: Yeah, oh, brother.
1: All right, uh, let's take a look at this game that we call preaching to Hollywood. Can you tell us oh, how, yeah, this, how right. this works?
0: Yeah. So what we do is we listen to a song or something like a song, and then we talk about it, especially using the lyrics of the song to diagnose the state of the conscience. Now, one of the one of the things that just as a, being a human being and, and being a friendly person and so forth, is to realize that one of the things that marks people, especially young people these days, is their music. I mean, that's part of a person's identity is the music that they listen to. I've been walking down the street, and uh, and all these kids are walking to school or walking home from school, and, and I'll say hi to them, and you know what they do? They don't no, do anything because they no. can't even hear me because <laughs> they got their
1: headphones on.
0: <laughs> And they're listening to their music. It's just boom, part of who they are. So well, wanna, in the, we want to we want to pay defense, attention to the pop music.
1: In their defense, I would rather listen to music than talk to you too. I thought, I figured they're listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, well, so the, the entry we have for this edition of Preaching to Hollywood is Fallout Boy, a song called Centuries. <laughs> out of bad time it continues uh, we'll go down in history remember me for centuries oh yeah 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 remember me for centuries <laughs> what about this do 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 do
0: do 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 i i the basic idea you're gonna some legends are told some turn to dust or to gold you'll remember me for centuries uh just one mistake is all it'll take we'll go down in history that's really interesting now, the the verse here that I'm trying to exegete, I can't quite get to. Mummified my teenage dreams. No, it's nothing wrong with me. The kids are all wrong. The story's all off. Heavy metal broke my heart. Come on, come on, and let me in. The bruises on your thighs like my fingerprints. And this is supposed to match the darkness that you felt. I never meant for you to fix yourself. I don't know. <laughs>
1: There's something there. Now I had uh, I don't know if it was a lecture or a misfortune of watching the the uh, music video as I was recording the the music. I'm not sure if because sometimes the the music video has absolutely nothing to do with the meaning of the text, and sometimes it is it kind of helps explain it. So I don't know if um, well I, just, I
0: saw that too. So you had these. It's like a gladiator fight in right, ancient Rome, right? And you got these. Three kids, and they're fighting this huge big dude, and he beats them all up, and then he's going to get an axe to cut their heads off. And then each of them received some sort of gift from someone, from this old guy, before they went in, and they put it together. One has a rock, one has a pouch, one has a leather string, and it makes a sling with a rock. And so one of them slings the rock at this uh, at this giant, like David and Goliath, hits him on the head and kills him. And then you see the old man that gave him the gifts
1: uh, grow wings, And then that's all. (laughs) It's like, I think sometimes what this is, is, uh, you know how you have a, a weird dream and you wake up and you're like, boy, that doesn't make sense. The people who make music videos are like, perfect. (laughs) That's what I'm doing for the music video. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it does have, so these guys, the fallout boy,
0: uh, have, um, a lot, in fact, of theology that shows up
1: in their, in their stuff. Yes, you can explain the theology um, to me on this one? But
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: I can't get to the theology in this one. Well, we do need to take a break, so why don't we see if we can get this hammered out during the break. You are listening to Table Talk Radio. If you have questions for us, send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org, or you can always give us a call. The number is 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-SOLA. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back from this commercial break right after this. Yeah, I'm leaving GA. And if it weren't for and pretty senoritas, I'd have no reason to stay. Table Talk Radio. It's incredible how well our good
0: looks, Translate to radio.
1: Well, I got a woman way over town that's good to me. Oh yeah. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are playing the game, preaching to Hollywood. But first, we need to go to our voicemail system at. I'll see one eight hundred three eight five 385 sola I bet you forgot that number. one 800 sola And uh, here's the message.
0: Uh, I got to let you know, Iron Preacher, your, your mother is not, was not, never will be a hippie. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I graduated from high school in 73 just like I did. We were way too young to be woodstockers. Come on. Let's be real. I mean, this is a dear, elegant woman of class and taste and maturity, and to characterize her as a hippie for millions and millions of Table Talk Radio guests to hear. That might be a little overstated Ah, right there. I think that's unacceptable. I think it's unacceptable. I think you owe her a public apology for all the world to hear. That is all.
1: I I I think that's the familiar voice of our Iron Preacher judge, Dr. Carl Fikensher. I think he, he, see how he was addressing me according to my office instead <laughs> of my name, the
0: Iron Preacher. I thought that was especially, especially respectful. I'm going to uh, correct him on one thing, though, that third millions when referring to the listeners was probably a little bit superfluous. Now, I think I, I will issue not a retraction, but a correction because I think the, I think there's different definitions of the word hippie. There's the, um, uh, so we have you, the Woodstockers. You know, Woods like doctors. when we talk about yeah, you got the Woodstockers. But you know how when we talk about the law, you have the law in the broad sense and the law in the narrow sense? <laughs> right, right. And the in the narrow or the gospel in the narrow sense is the promise of forgiveness of sins. The gospel in the broad sense is you, you know, um the gospel reading. And the same with the law in the narrow sense is the condemning work of God In the broad sense it's the the books of the Old Testament or at least the Torah. Now, the hippie in the narrow sense would probably be Woodstocker. Hippie in the in the broad sense would be something more like what we might say is granola.
1: You know the granola,
0: <laughs> what about? and that's what is intended by the by the statement. My mom is a hippie, but I will if you if the Iron Preacher Judge insists on a retraction. I will say that
1: my mom is granola. I mean, for heaven's sake, <laughs> she lives in Oregon. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, there's a there's a bunch of people listening to this right now. Are from Oregon? A whole bunch, a oh. whole plethora. I'm sure. <laughs> Just right. being from Oregon doesn't make you granola. All right. Same. Just keep telling yourself. All right. Well, we are looking at now, the song Fallout Boy. Uh, the well, thing, from Fallout
0: the, Boy. the the uh, centuries. The idea of the song is that we want to have a lasting impact on this world now there's i i 've been thinking about you know how we used to talk about this that in the church and even outside of the church uh, is that you had a legacy you would leave a legacy behind you. you know what i 'm talking about the idea of the legacy, yeah,
1: like the table tack radio You're, legacy that 's right
0: somewhere in the world you know if jesus <laughs> doesn 't come back in a thousand years, there'll be some sort of scholar on like the um the turn of the millennium lutheran theology and he'll sit there in the library listening to old things on the compute on the ancient computers table talk radio and writing scholarly papers i'm sure oh yeah that'll be our legacy and i'm proud of it (laughs) now this song is talking about what kind of legacy you what do you do in order to to have a legacy to in fact make a difference now i think this is fighting there's two there's two trends especially in being a teenager and one is to do nothing at all, you know, just to, I mean, just to kind of the despairing, you can't change the world, so you just tune out. Your life makes no difference. Completely Who am I? I'm apathetic. tiny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's right. And then there's the other, which is like, I got to save the world. I mean, it's, it's you, you're shooting for the moon. You have that young kind of zeal that you're going to change something. Now, probably somewhere in between those two extremes is, what we call uh, vocation and (laughs) uh, and serving the neighbor. Because Jesus has not called us to despair, but neither has he called us to change the world. But he has said, love your neighbor. And sometimes loving your neighbor is a particularly humble activity, but that's what we are about. So while I think it's all right to meditate on kind of legacy stuff, if we spend too much time thinking about it and wondering about it, then we begin to really love ourselves, or at least the idea of ourselves, more than the neighbor that the Lord has given us that needs our love.
1: Interesting. I, I, I would like that on a bumper sticker. Jesus has not called us to change the world. Because you always have the ones like from Gandhi or whatever. If, uh, uh, if you want to see the world change, start with you, or there's something more pithy than that. Something I thought that was a
0: Michael Jackson song. Oh, well, something like that. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was visualized world peace. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to make a bumper sticker, and it's going to say, oh, this is this is a home project for all you listeners out there, and that is to take the line from the hymn, Trust not in princes they are but mortal, earth-born they are and soon decay. Take those words and print them out on a piece of paper and tape them to the top of your TV set until the presidential election next year. <laughs>
1: do, Just do you, to remind you. I, I mean, the... I mean, do you think that you need that reminder if I'm sitting there watching TV and the news and, you know, Donald Trump comes on to do his thing? I mean, I I, I can't wait to see Donald Trump
0: debating that the communist guy that the Democrats are going to have. I mean, that's going to be the craziest thing you've ever seen. So it's going to be a guy you're saying. Well, yeah, it can't be Hillary. She's going to be thrown in jail, isn't she, from all the
1: <laughs> email stuff? <laughs>
0: Who knows what's going on? This is like, it's like, I mean, it doesn't even seem real anymore. All like, are I'm you saying...
1: serious? This is a presidential campaign? Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is that I'm not personally too tempted to trust any of these guys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's <was like, laughs> not going to be a worry. Good thing I had that warning on my TV or else I would have trusted in <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> all right. All right. So now got, what are we doing? Any conclusions on uh, on this song, then? That's all. Okay. All that I said is all that I know what to say. Okay. Well, let's go to Tim Crump in the news, because I did not prep uh, in that last break anything for Praise Song Cruncher. And, and I got one. I I think this is an interesting story. Um, the the uh, headline reads, Kentucky clerk refuses to issue same-sex marriage licenses, quote, under God's authority. The U.S. Supreme Court has turned down a Kentucky County clerk's request for an emergency order allowing her to continue to deny marriage licenses to same sex couples while she appeals a federal judge's order requiring her to do so. But on Tuesday morning, Roman County Clerk Kim Davis said her office is denying marriage licenses to same sex couples, quote, under God's authority. Davis has refused to issue any marriage licenses since the U.S. Supreme Court in uh, June ruled that same sex couples had the right to marry under the U.S. Constitution. Arguing that it violated her religious beliefs, eight people filed a federal lawsuit against Davis in July, challenging her office policy of not issuing marriage licenses to any couples, gay or straight. Gay couples requesting licenses have been turned away. Hopefully, we'll get marriage licenses uh, issued in Rowan County without further delay. Okay, so what do you think? Li- She just stopped giving out marriage licenses altogether. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 her uh, her uh, her thing was is I don't want to be. I don't want to um, discriminate. <laughs> but I, that's right. I think this that's... is interesting. Um, And, and I did I, I talked a little bit about this on uh, my local program here in Rogue River where uh, there was another uh, county where clerk. Where you put all the good stuff. Yeah, that's right. Where There's another county clerk, also by the last name of Davis, in Kentucky, and he was saying, I think it's Casey Davis, uh, he was saying that... Um, uh, Uh, there was an instance, and I don't know the whole backstory, but there was an instance in which the governor allowed the district attorney in Kentucky um, to not carry out certain duties of his job because it was a violation of his conscience. So the governor had a different district attorney do that part of his job. So now these county clerks are saying, hey, look, there's portions of my job that I can't do in good conscience, like issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. And since there's a precedent set for the governor to allow... Uh, officials elected by the state to uh only do their job in accordance with their conscience then we want the same privileges. <laughs> oh boy. I mean I think it's really uh um
0: <laughs> it's really amazing when everyone is demanding their rights on every side mm-hmm. and so so now you and they run up against each other. So um so here come the two fellas and they say hey you know we really love each other it's our right to get married. Uh okay. And then the one that issues the marriage clerks to say, uh, I don't love this thing, so I don't have to do it. And like, uh, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And pretty soon, I mean, I don't think we're going to have to wait long to where the the refrain of the Book of
1: Judges is exactly the description of our age. Mm -hmm.
0: Everyone does what is right in their own
1: eyes. We're already there. But I I am most interested in your reaction to uh, Rowan County Clerk Kim Davis, who said... That she cannot do that because um, uh, she's under god's authority well
0: that's true I mean it's true. is it a sin to issue a marriage certificate for two dudes? yeah, it is i mean it's wrong it's a it's a uh, defiling of uh marriage it's a it's making marriage unclean and um and so you can't do it. So but you gotta you know, when when you do something for conscience sake, then you gotta be willing to suffer the consequences. So if you yeah, get thrown in jail or lose your job That was or interesting
1: also in an interview, um uh this second county clerk, Casey Davis, was asked, Well, you know, these other these other county clerks said that uh they couldn't uh, do this either, so they resigned and the question was posed, um, well, isn't that the honorable thing to do? In other words, if you can't according to your religious beliefs, carry out your job, you should just quit. And I think that's kind of like saying uh, to Rosa Parks: if you don't like where you can sit, you should just not ride the bus. <laughs> right, that's right. I mean, the,
0: the, the problem is. Uh, uh, there, so uh, actually, is
1: it- Pastor Wolfman, before you uh, give us your thoughts on this, we do need to hit a commercial break. But then, when we get back, we'd we'll love to hear what you're about to say. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after we come up the this commercial break.
0: podcasting before it was cool you're listening to table talk radio
1: And we're back on Table Talk Radio. If you have comments or questions about the show, you can give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, one eight hundred three eight five seven six five two, 385 7652 or you can send us an email. Questions at org is the email address. Uh, Pastor Wolfmuller, uh, before the break, you were asking the question, is this a matter of theology, or is it a matter of natural law? If it's that of theology, then we'll lose. And be, I think because uh, that... You know, you always have this uh, thing quoted that there is a separation between church and state, so your your religious or your theological beliefs don't um, play into public policy. Uh, But is this matter that of natural law or theology?
0: Uh, Well, I suppose it's both. But before it's a matter of theology, it's a matter of natural law. I mean, um, it's a matter of biology. It's a matter (laughs) of... It's a matter of the fact that the Lord has split up the organs that um, that allow new life to be born, and put them in two different people. <laughs> so I mean, if you could imagine, you know, imagine if like eating, like like the the men had the mouths and women had the esophagus, okay. And then men had the stomach and women had the intestines or something. And so you had to sit there together. One would chew and then the other would, sweat. you know, it'd be kind of, I don't, I mean, I don't know this exactly how this weird. would, <laughs> you got to have two, you, in other words, that defines how you eat, you, you know, but the Lord has given each person a whole digestive system, but the Lord has not given each person a whole reproductive system. It, it's, he split it in half. So that defines the picture of what brings forth life. And, in fact, we see, as we meditate on that, you don't need to meditate too much, but as you meditate on that, you see that, in fact, the personalities and, and just the, even the, almost the spiritual makeup of men and women are different so that children can be raised and brought up and all this sort of stuff. Now, that's the natural law argument, and that is um, what the, this whole business is based on. It's uh, it's not it's, it's not that some sort of arbitrary command like the law of god is the swimming pool rules that's how everybody thinks of the 10 commandments it drives me nuts it's like they're just it's like well you can't eat you can't go into the pool for 30 minutes after you eat well what is the difference between me 29 minutes after I've eaten and 31 minutes after I've eaten it's just so arbitrary well that's how people see uh the commands of god but it's not the case it's this is these things are built into the fabric of creation and and if we cannot argue that uh, then and we just make it a matter of religious freedom,
1: then we're really, really going to be in trouble. Okay, I'm curious. Uh, let's say you're a county clerk somewhere. Uh, you're tasked with the duty of handing out marriage licenses, and Supreme Court rules uh, we can now we we must now give marriage licenses to same-sex couples. Uh, do you resign or do you um, uh, refuse to issue license issue licenses with the threat of prison time
0: i think i sue the supreme court and i do it under the uh i i would get some environmentalist lawyer and say that they're they're being destructive to the environment because <laughs> it goes against creation so i get some sort of environmentalist lawyer to argue my
1: case that's how i would try to uh, goof around with that good luck all right what uh, <laughs> uh oh so name the commandments and i want to hear your article Uh, Okay, so this would be the um, Sixth Commandment. That's marriage, right? Remember that marriage? You shall not commit adultery.
0: Um, Let's see. Uh, That would be the Fourth Commandment because it has to do with government and authority. The First Commandment because, and especially the first article, uh, that has to do with creation. The Eighth Commandment because it has to do with the courts. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, I think, what's
1: going on. Nice. Okay, your turn. Uh so so that's all? You oh, we'll do yeah. more. I I thought that was a pretty good list. Uh okay. Uh do we're we supposed to
0: talk about it too? H- I want to know maybe one question for you, which is um uh wh- how, how how do you talk about this
1: stuff with people as you're sitting there watching the news? Mm. Um I I am interested in this idea of whether people should be forced to do things against their religious convictions. Uh, because that is the thing that, we're, that is changing in our society. Um, I mean, there there's so many provisions within our um, governmental system that allows for the sake of a person's conscience. When everyone else has to go to war, if you say that it's against my conscience, religiously speaking, then they don't force you to go to war uh i mean uh if if it's against your conscience to receive uh, as a if you're a pastor in and, and it's against your conscience to receive uh, benefit financial benefit from the government then you can opt out of of that service um so all i mean this is historically have a precedent set in our, uh set in our country uh to to honor people's religious beliefs and consciences and now for the sake of the person who says you have to honor my conviction that I can love whoever I want, and that is uh, erasing a historic present in our country to say, we're going to honor your religious convictions. Um, that, I think, is the landmark thing that's happening before our eyes. And I, I think that could start the conversation to say, why, why did we honor this in the past and now we don't honor it now? Right. Well, that's true. That's a good one. All right, so was that I got a, Was, a was that enough stall for you to find a new story? <laughs> hey, I, no, take it easy. No, uh,
0: my uh, my story is not that I had is no good. It's cool, but it's a video of an eagle flying off a huge building. That's not so good for video. But I got one here. <laughs> I got a couple for you. Uh, here, let's do this one. Church in hot water over football field baptism. Huh. Huh. Asking a Baptist, pre- here's the article. Asking a Baptist preacher to baptize is like asking Colonel Sanders if he wants a bucket of chicken. Somebody's gonna get <laughs> dunked. So when a football coach in Vill- Villa Rica, Georgia, asked to be baptized on the high school football field, the first local Baptist church obliged. At the end of the school day, someone hauled out an old feeding trough, plopped, plopped it in the end zone near the field house, and filled it with water. A crowd of about seventy five folks, black and white, young and old, gathered in the sweltering August heat to watch the coach take the Baptist plunge. <laughs> that's good. The Baptist, plan. that's like the nesty plus <laughs> An outward, quote, an outward symbol of being washed anew. Perhaps inspired by the coach's public display of his faith, some of the players also asked to be baptized. One by one, the teenage boys stepped into the trough as onlookers prayed and rejoiced and applauded. It was quite a moment of Villarica, all captured on video by a staff member of the First Baptist Church. Did anyone know the rite of Christian passage... <laughs> Would soon spark national outrage. The Freedom from Religious Foundation (FFRF), a group perpetually offended uh, atheists and freethinkers from Wisconsin, <laughs> saw the video. I like, it the, yeah, yeah, I like this: yeah yeah. I like this article. <laughs> a group of perpetually offended atheists and freethinkers from Wisconsin saw the video and fired off a nasty letter to the Carroll County School Superintendent. It is illegal quote for coaches to participate in religious activities with students, including prayer and baptisms. Attorney Elizabeth Covell wrote, nor can coaches allow religious leaders to gain unique access to students during school-sponsored activities. They called the full immersion baptisms an egregious constitutional violation. In hindsight, perhaps an Episcopal priest should have handled the baptisms. He could have just turned on the sprinklers and had the players run down the field.
1: (laughs) The freedom from religious folks would have never known the distance. Uh, (laughs) What? So, um who who reported this? I mean who's the uh... Uh, Todd Starnes is host of Fox News and Commentary. Oh, Fox News, huh? Heard on hundreds
0: of radio stations his late his latest book is Godless America. Huh. Real
1: stories from the front lines on the attack on traditional values. Okay, this this is absurd. It's it's so bizarre that we've taken this understanding of separation between church and state to the degree that no religious thing can happen uh on a public Property whatsoever or by any public official i mean um uh i mean suppose uh suppose Saint Paul was standing there with his football coach when he was on the way to the uh, road to Damascus the freedom for uh religion haters uh freedom would, from religion <laughs> <laughs> would would be all hey you can't be with your coach when Jesus talks to you i mean this is this is i mean th- the article, at least, made it sound as if this was kind of, uh, somewhat of a spontaneous thing. That here, there's this pastor and said, "Hey, will you will you baptize me?" And of course, uh, he he would do so. I mean, now there's all the there's the, all the kind of things that we could say about uh, the rejection of baptismal regeneration. In this article, the uh, symbol, uh, the symbol, of Christian passage, etc., cetera, et cetera. Uh, Those were all those would all be uh, valid points to make on a theological level. But again, as a citizen, who who care who said that a uh, a coach can't request a baptism when his players are present I mean if he, if he wants to be baptized and his players happen to be there so be it and if uh if if uh his players see this and want it also who cares <laughs> What do you think Apparently the freedom right. from religious folks care Right I mean so, I mean somehow we've misinterpreted the the separation clause to mean that Anything public must be devoid of religion. I mean— of anything religious. I mean, we are the only country, and we're supposed to be the melting pot, by the way, we're the only country in the world that is coming to that conclusion. Everyone else, Everywhere else you go, you see religious symbols all over the place. Everywhere. But in America, it's like, oh, we, we believe in no religion whatsoever, which is the atheist religion, by the way. They're establishing <laughs> their religion among <laughs> us. That's right. Yeah, all those people that weren't baptized, I'm against that, because that's <laughs> public atheism. I know. All right, that's all the time we have. What? Uh, fir- First commandment and third commandment and misrepresenting baptism, and that's all. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Table Talk Radio, where the points are like your ability to control the volume on the bump. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of Radio. There we go. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, habitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.